So I'd like to start our homily today with the Catholic tradition this week. Lent, you are correct. Ash Wednesday is coming, one of my favorite days of the church year. Why? Because we as a church begin to retreat, begin to grow closer to God. And the readings today really dovetail nicely into Lent. And so what I wanted to use the homily today is to help us to prepare for the coming of Lent a little bit. If you'll notice, today's reading picks up exactly where last Sunday's reading left off. And if you read forward, where we end today is where we're going to pick up again on Ash Wednesday um, with the readings. So I'm not going to give you away what the readings are going to be for Ash Wednesday. Spoiler alert, they're the same as last year. But it's an opportunity for us to really take to heart what the Lord has for us today. And he begins in the gospel with going from the old law in the Old Testament and then drawing the corollary into the new law and showing the difference that being a disciple of Jesus Christ is. And I think that forms for us a lens with which we should be reflecting on what am I going to enter into Lent this year to transform? How am I going to grow in holiness this Lent? Because ultimately, Lent is about growing closer to God and more perfectly imitating the love of Christ. And so as we're thinking about the things we want to give up for Lent and the things we're going to take on for Lent, I want you to be thinking about what is going to help me to grow in holiness this year. How am I going to come out of this Lent being a more faithful Christian than when I went into it? And so Jesus gives us this example. He says, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Now, when we think about that kind of law, it's really based on self-preservation. I like my eyes. I want to keep them. Therefore, I'm not going to take your eyes away from you. And I like my teeth. I want to keep them. Therefore, I'm not going to pull your teeth out. The, the motivation of the old law was based on a sense of self-preservation. Do unto others what you would like them to do to you. The new law is different. It's based on love and a deeper sense of love. It says that if you want to be a Christian, imitate the love of Christ. And he says, when someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other one as well. And this is upside down reasoning. And as Paul said in the second, reason, in the second reading, he was pointing out that um, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness in the eyes of God. And so if you want to become wise, become a fool. And Jesus is, is giving this example. So why is it that the Lord gives us what seems to be a counterintuitive way of listening to the gospel? He says, turn the other cheek. And we know he's serious about it because when he goes to the cross and he offers up his life, the, the people who were striking him, the people who were abusing him, the people who were insulting him and torturing him were the ones who should have loved him the most, the scribes, the priests, and the Pharisees. And yet, what did Christ do? He turned the other cheek because he chose to love them. Now, we may, we may run into this in our lives, and I want you to think about an example in your life with someone in your family, um, amongst your close friends, or maybe a co-worker, or some situation where you were in a conflict with someone, and they were coming after you with 
their frustration, their anger, their words, which maybe were uncharitable. How do we choose to respond to that? And I want to challenge you to, instead of responding out of anger, because the natural way this happens is, um, I have an example at work once, I had this coworker that I had to talk to about some situation that was going in a bad direction. And, and their actions were causing it to go bad. And I had to sit down and say, look, do you see what's going on here? And the immediate response that we get when we have this kind of confrontation is, I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to explain to you why I was doing the best possible thing and trying to help the situation to go bad and you really can't see it, which is what the response was. And as the other person, my natural tendency would be, no, you don't get it. Um, this isn't right and it's your problem. But instead, what Christ is challenging us to do is to be patient, to listen, and then to respond out of love. And so rather than to respond with anger to this situation, Christ is calling us to respond with love. Think about the relationships in your family that maybe aren't working the best, where there's anger or frustration. And, and especially with family, this is where it's hardest. And this is a challenge for us this Lent is maybe to work on those relationships. Because unlike other relationships with a friend, we can stop being friends. With a coworker or a boss, I can quit my job. But with my family, they're always going to be there. Maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a child, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a sibling. And yet Christ calls us to love them, to turn the other cheek, to go the extra mile, to hand over our cloak so that we can respond as he would respond to them. Think of it this way using this image. Anger is fire. And when we're entering into one of these situations, there's fire. And how is it that the Lord is calling us to respond? With the water of our baptism. Because when we are baptized, we are immersed into the death and resurrection of Christ. And it changes our entire lives. And it is that grace that God gave us at that moment of our baptism that remains effective through our entire lives. And so we have this gift of water that transforms our lives and allows us to put on Christ and allows us to respond with patience and love and kindness when someone is coming at us with anger. And if we can do that, then we begin to turn the other cheek. And we begin to put on the love of Christ. And that is what Jesus did when he went to um, Calvary for us. And he chose to respond to all of the insults, the abuse, the torture, by reaching out his arms in love as he died on the cross. He chose that out of freedom because he knew it was allowing us to enter into a deeper relationship. And my challenge to you is when we can respond to the fire of anger with the water of our baptism, we transform the relationship. Because no longer is it an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but it is this acceptance of the other and an attempt to grow the relationship out of love. And that's why we have the second reading from St. Paul. Because in the second reading, St. Paul says, um, he says, do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells within you? When we're baptized, the spiritual reality of our soul is that we are transformed. And the Holy Trinity comes to dwell in us for the rest of our lives. 
And in that moment of facing that anger, facing that hurt, we can call upon that grace. And I just invite you to close your eyes for a moment or just inwardly to pray, Lord, send your Holy Spirit to be with me in this moment that I might respond to this hurt out of love rather than out of anger. We heard it in the psalm today, in the second, um, in the second um, stanza of the responsorial psalm. Listen to what it says. The response was, The Lord is kind and merciful. He pardons all your iniquities. He heals all your ills. He redeems your life from destruction and crowns you with kindness and compassion. This is why Jesus chooses to embrace the cross for us. Because He's there to pardon, to forgive all of our sins. And then He heals that which leads us into sin. He redeems our life from where we would be headed without Him, which is to destruction. And then He crowns us with His kindness and compassion. That is the challenge of this Lent for us, brothers and sisters. That we would grow closer to God grow closer to Him in our Christian actions so that we would be perfect as our Father in Heaven is perfect.